now they must listen to us. Jokes on you, people. It's probably like the jokes are for them, I feel like. <laughs> for and on. Well, are they for us? Who can really say? Yeah, I will say, uh, since we were just talking about the Nintendo Switch, I pre-ordered the Mario Golf game the other day because they emailed me about I it. I debated on the pre-order. Oh. I didn't pre-order yet, but I... I didn't uh, see. I didn't know. Oh, I missed that. I did it. I like a good golf I game. Know. I want that. I want that game. It's good. I want it looks, games. It looks good. It looks good. I'm surprised we're starting out by talking about the, the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I, blame, <laughs> I blame you guys. Even, <laughs> even with our short attention spans, I would have thought that we would have started off with Apple's announcements. But... Oh, I thought you were going to say, you thought we were going to start with uh, Dolby Atmos songs in Apple Music. <laughs> no. No, the other uh, the other option was the Playdate, but um, somehow <laughs> we, we started with the Switch. But Do you want to just like get rid of these small things you know like just get them out of the way first guess, and then get I to the know. i mean the literally the, the literally small things yeah mm-hmm. you buying a play date i'm gonna buy oh i'm gonna buy it. i'm yeah. gonna buy a play date i can't imagine i'm gonna play it a ton but i still i would hate if other people had one yeah. <laughs> i knew that was like gonna be game. it relax i knew that was gonna be it it's like everyone's gonna be talking about these games and i'm not gonna have it and i'm gonna be very upset well for 180 yeah. bucks that's not you know yeah Sure. That's much cheaper than a Nintendo Switch, for example. Like it's, it's definitely going to. It's definitely going to be. I'm going to get. I'm get, definitely going to get 180 dollars worth of play. Out Are of you going to buy the the new accessory? They Probably didn't say the price not. on the accessory. They did not say the price on the yeah. accessory. So we'll have to see. I was trying to think of what would I pay for it versus what would they charge for? Because I think for the accessory, I do love like a magnetic charging. It's a. Thing. It's cool. That's I'm fun. glad they designed it. It's yeah. it's very clever. But I don't need another fucking Bluetooth speaker. I was going to say, <laughs> like, 50, 50 yeah, bucks, maybe? 50 yeah. bucks? Yeah, I think yeah. I would pay 30 to 50. I think I would pay, eagerly pay 30 and begrudgingly pay 50, and I imagine it's going to be 80. That's that's where my head went. Yeah, I think it's going to be over 50, but alas. Yeah, guess we'll find out. Yeah, you will. I don't, yeah, I agree with you. I don't really need it. Anyways, all right, we check that. Check that, done. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I, don't be at most. It, it is fun to see a to see a like a keynote kind of thing that has like you know people that you know. It is. It was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh-huh. it was a yeah. great video. Yeah, it was. And good commercial. Uh, I actually, I'll say, I didn't watch it live, which, but I watched it only about fifteen minutes late, and that let me use YouTube's um, playback at a slightly higher pace, and that worked great for me. I did it at one point two five, which <laughs> did not detract from the enjoyment at all. I forgot <laughs> that it was on until somebody mentioned it in a Slack. I was like, oh yeah, I was going to watch yeah. that, and then I went back and and rewatched it and skipped through parts of it that i, I watched didn't care about i watched much. most of it live um, i turned it on in time to see people in my house people in my house were rudely talking to me while it was going on <laughs> i turned it on in time to see cable say like and that's all we've got for slams like yeah. all right i, I timed that perfectly i guess <laughs> yeah uh you want to talk about audio lex you want yeah we'll talk about dolby atmos for a minute i don't know <laughs> i listened to it fine I, I was i was texting with dan and dan was making me feel bad about myself so then i started texting with jason <laughs> and that went better but there are like apple is positioning this as you know first audio went from mono to stereo and now this is the new thing from stereo to dolby yeah. atmos and that skips over a lot of other things like 5.1 and surround sound etc but fine it definitely makes songs sound different and sometimes it makes song sounds better, and other times it makes songs sound worse. Jason and I were trading songs that either sound better or sound truly insane this way. <laughs> Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band. It's like whoever did the Atmos remix was like, the most important part of this song is the excited 
uh, harmonizing background singers. That's what we should really bring <laughs> to the forefront of your brain is the guys going like, woo, in the background. And that's what it does. And it's crazy. Stacy's mom sounds totally different and and bizarre. But we kind of like those. I don't know. There, some of the Beatles tracks I like, All I Want to Do, Cheryl Crow, I like. But it's it's definitely a mixed bag. I think it's a lot. Of, it's like kind of like you said. I think it's an opportunity for producers to be like, well, I've never gotten to exercise my creative control as much as I would like. Let me make, <laughs> oh, make no. my, leave my footprint on history. But I, yeah, I agree with you, Lex. I think some tracks make much better use of it than others. I was talking about uh, Rush's Tom Sawyer this morning because it's got one cool drum riff that goes like all the way across, like pans across the entire field. And it works really well in that song. But there are a lot of others where it's either indistinguishable or I agree, sometimes feels like this is kind of distracting rather than I'm not enjoying this so much as like now all of my attention is focused on this music, which is not always what I want out of a music experience. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like a background listening thing. So and I think that That is a great point. I had that same thought that like anytime I was letting it just be background music, I was like, what am I doing? Am I even getting the like? (laughs) Does it make any difference if I'm not paying strict attention at all? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok of the guy, like, listening to music and then, like, as if he's there when he's, like, the first time somebody's listened to this song. There's, like, a whole, he's got a whole thing of them, but I've seen them on Twitter occasionally. And I felt like that at times where I was, like, you know, when I was, like, really concentrating on a song, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is amazing. And then, like, about half the time, I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) But I want to say I thought the thing that has hampered it the most is the rollout has been super glitchy because of the fact that not all... So only to start with, only some tracks are mastered for it. Only some tracks have it... Like only Even people, it's not like evenly distributed among people. Like some people have some tracks and some people don't have those tracks yet. So it's very confusing. Yeah. And also, most of the time, you're not going to be saying, hey you know apple music play me just dolby atmos music you're gonna be getting a mix and what i imagine is that you wouldn't know you know, like if they did a blind test <laughs> you wouldn't know specifically this is an atmos track versus this is just a track with a a great stereo mix if you didn't know what you were getting that's because they are different but i wouldn't say that one is materially better than the other i think it would probably depend on somewhat on your equipment too like I've heard people say the AirPods Max, it's more noticeable, and a lot of them, maybe just the AirPods Pro can't drive enough. I have no idea. I've been listening only on PowerBeats Pro, because that's what I got. Yeah. I've only been listening on the AirPods Pro. I don't think even the HomePod supports it right now, so... I have not listened to music this morning. (laughs) Their their language on their... First of all, let's also I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other than... Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that in Dolby Atmos? Or? <laughs> no, that was on YouTube. So, uh, oh, but, well, you, but, you Philistine. <laughs> you know, there's there's this weird UI component of the music app, and I promise we're going to get to uh, Apple's announcements. But there's this, you know, there's weird UI in Apple Music where I'm going to send you guys a screenshot, and listeners, you can try to figure out what I'm talking about. But like, I'm on the Made for Spatial Audio playlist, and that Apple has put together. And then there's a, a line that says, music is about to change forever, which is the Apple marketing speak I hate. But introducing spatial audio with Dolby Atmos and Apple Music at no extra cost. It's a premium listening dot, 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 more. When you hit more, you expect it's going to expand in place. But instead, it just pops up a weird modal. It's gigantic, too. That blocks your interactions. That really is poorly written for Apple. And if any of my, our friends who work at Apple wrote it, then I'm sorry. But it's poorly written because it's like... When listening with compatible Apple's or Beats headphones, it'll automatically happen. Or you can use these things. Or you can do these things. And there's an asterisk where you got to go down and shake. It's it's like I don't know. It's there are, there are a lot of caveats and like uh, some of it is because you can listen to it on like device speaker. This is my favorite. It's like listening to it on like iPhone speakers. 
Yeah, you're totally going to get the most out of your experience listening to it on the crappy speakers in your iPhone. But it will reinvent music forever. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. There's a lot of caveats. And someday all devices will support it, I'm sure. And we'll be on to whatever is the next I'll most important thing. I'll be dead by thing. then. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because someone killed him. Murder mystery, everyone. Mm. Will this podcast then turn into a murder mystery podcast? Yes, obviously. Mm. I wonder who will be running it then. <laughs> i mean although if lex is murdered i could still be alive yeah you and i can solve the crime or Unless probably we all get murdered. not Unless solve a, the crime yeah. probably spend a lot of time talking about stuff about that like we miss about lex but like not <laughs> really being actual detectives <laughs> mostly just complaining about things god the police have botched yeah. this case so badly oh well john how's your nintendo switch <laughs> we're sorry we really miss lex yeah oh hi guys oh, he's still here yeah. oh, oh he's, he's alive well. it's a huh. miracle <laughs> I didn't die. Did you fake your death? <laughs> yes. Uh, we should probably talk about non-audio stuff. Yeah, Apple stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we could we could segue into it. I saw uh, Matthew Panzerino retweeted somebody who has already used Shazam Kit. Oh yeah, um, I just wrote a piece about cool. that. Yeah, it's it was, cool. Um, it's super cool. It's just a you know, it's just a, an app with a button and some text on it, and every time a new song comes up, it prints out the new you know the name of the song. So it works, <laughs> I guess, is the, the point. The cool thing I saw in that session, two things that I noted. One, there is an iOS 15 feature where, so Shazam's been available in the control center since 14.2, I believe. You can add a, a Shazam button to control center on your iPhone. I always do it just via Siri. I just hold you down You can also do it on Siri. <laughs> but what's, what's they added is that, so normally if you have the Shazam app installed, you can go into it and look at all the songs that you've ID'd in the past. But if you don't have the app installed starting in iOS 15, if you press and hold on that button, it will then show you just a list in like control center of all the songs that you've ID'd in the past. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it can That's now cool. rest. Yeah, if cool. you make an app, you can make a custom. It doesn't have to match against the Shazam library. You can essentially create your own your custom <laughs> or bustum <laughs> library of uh audio so if you say you wanted to figure out what episode of the rebound you're listening to you could figure we could basically make a <laughs> oh, custom yeah. a custom or bustum library <laughs> and somebody could listen like use a you know an app to listen to it and identifies which episode it's from i don't know why on earth you would need to i have that. no idea either but but uh, you could and that's yeah. what matters yeah absolutely so i, I we'll talk about this uh, wwc keynote i I even posted to all the internet that I think the best way to enjoy those keynotes is in a group text with you guys, never in person. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm curious before up. we get into the specifics, what was your overall gut reaction to it? Here's the thing. I, when I'm talking to you guys, I feel like we spend most of our time ragging on shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like making we're, it, we're, we're, fun we're of everything. Very, we're very critical in our, in our text. That's and hilarious. I think it's funny because in other circumstances where I have experienced a keynote, I feel like I do usually fall more prey to like the re reality distortion field, but never when I am talking to you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, mine for is, sure. Mine yeah, is definitely sure. broken. Something, people, something people would be surprised at how negative I am. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the, the Pfizer vaccine in me or what, but I definitely, my, my access to the reality distortion field is definitely getting interfered with. It's just, I was telling these guys in real time how angry Apple marketing speak makes me like it more than I think it used to, but just, uh, I, of course they should say like, this is the best thing we've ever done. This is the greatest, but sometimes they say it and it, it really just grates on me. Hyper hyperbolic. Yeah. 
Is it, is it because well, you've had to do that? Like, like is you're like on the inside? Is that what it is? And you're like, you know how the sausage is made? Is that is that what you think does no, it? No, it's honestly just that I think they're better than that. Mm. I, they're the best in the world at it, Lex. Know. There is no one ever really, better yeah. than Apple at the crafting right. a hyperbolic message. <laughs> but yeah. they, they were, like they showed, look, here's the iPad update. iPad OS now does what we already gave to iOS. <laughs> in our last update that the iPad is waiting for. Like, here's widgets and here's other stuff. And then they said, completely rethink what you can do with your iPad. No, it's the same fucking iPad. It has a couple more features and they're great features. I'm happy to have them there, but I'm not really, I'm going to still use it to do fucking crossword puzzles, tweet, send emails and watch Netflix. Like that's, I'm not rethinking it. I'm doing that shit. (laughs) To be fair, partially rethink what you're doing with your iPad does not really have a great ring to it. Your iPad is better than it used to be. Your iPad sucks less. Like there's other things. Your iPad sucks less. They should have gone with that. They should have gone with that. Yeah. I, I think, I I don't know. What do you expect them to say? (laughs) I mean, you obviously not that. <laughs> I I think that it's taking a step back from it. After I I agree with you, Alex. In the moment, I feel like there were a lot of things that I didn't didn't blow me away, or I was bored by. Uh, taking a step back from it, and looking at some of the underlying stuff that's going on there, I think there's a lot of super cool stuff. But it, I think yes. there's not a lot of stuff that's immediately user facing it feels like like there's little nips and tucks here and there and there's a couple new features that i think will be big but a lot of them are going to require buy-in from developers like it's a lot of stuff focused on platform capabilities right like SharePlay is a great example they push SharePlay hard and it seems like it could be cool but i think we're all a little wary of stuff that just works these days with apple because so often (laughs) it does not and and it requires buy-in from third parties in order to truly be useful. So it ends up being one of those questions of, is this something that people will adopt and it will become popular? Or is it something you'll use twice, go, meh, and then never use again? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I think there's plenty in there that, I mean, particularly, I think some of this, the privacy stuff, obviously, you won't really notice much of that, but it's going to be a benefit to you and, you, you know. In, in a way, you will take advantage of it for the rest of your life. The, you know, like, am I going to use the thing where you drag the cursor across three screens? Twice. <laughs> Twice to try Probably it Probably not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll try it. I'll try it once, and then I'll never do it ever again. Like, oh, look at this. Ooh. I'll show my family, and they'll sigh heavily and walk away, and then I'll never do it again. It amuses me a lot that you have to drag it through, the like, the intermediary device. <laughs> like it's just passing through like <laughs> well, what? it's a window you know it's another yeah, I, mean, it's I understand like the, it's it, the way you arrange it, the displays it in the feels display so over engineered where you're like i want to grab it from this thing over here let me just bring it across two other yeah, devices why, yeah, because exactly. i fucking why, yeah. can what? <laughs> i also is it is it detecting what object is to next to each other on its own it does know somehow what order they're in yeah, I think it's it's wild. It's totally wild. I'm not sure. So I wrote, I was trying to write up a thing and I didn't come with a good conclusion, but I sort of had like a win-lose draw thing where the things that I thought were good, like I think the FaceTime features they added, some of which are extremely basic, oh, like yeah. the grid view. Yeah. I think those are well, a win. Again, again, that's all stuff they should have had a year All ago. stuff right. they should have had. Agreed. They're like, we are so ready for the next pandemic. Apple. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, we were going to cause it. I think <laughs> I think I thought the, they were immune to viruses. I'm sorry, Dan. Continue. We're losing draw. We're listening. I think the life live text thing they showed off is super fucking cool. And based on the the stuff I've seen people like trying it out in the betas, it seems like it's actually pretty solid. Um I know that Google has had the ability to do something like this before, but it's it 
it never worked very well on iOS through their third-party app, and you can only do it in their app. Whereas the fact here that it works like throughout the entire system, oh, it's great! It's Listen, um, was, it's very cool. And I think I feel like Apple. I mean, it's it's a brilliant feature for Apple to surface. Uh, no pun intended. And I think that Apple um, was doing some of these things in preview already. Right? Sometimes you could copy text out of a a, a non-text PDF in preview. Um, because Apple has had OCR kind of stuff for a long time. The fact that they're doing it with handwriting and doing like, it seems yeah. like that's a great amalgamation of a bunch of different tech that Apple already had yeah. and surfacing in a new way. I think it's fantastic. Like, it's funny because I, I mentioned to you guys that it happens in Google because in Google Photos, because I've occasionally used it when I need to search for like a business card or something that I took a picture of because Apple wouldn't find it and Google would. If I can remember the person's mm-hmm. name, it'll search for it and find it. That's how I knew that it's there. But I, I, I agree with you. I think that is that is a killer feature. I hope that what they're talking about with uh, what's it, what's the continuity thing well, called? Oh, universal continuity. control. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> no, okay, that's no I'm hoping that it's early and that in new like because if it could replace I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I airdrop my stuff. My, I airdrop stuff to myself between phone and computer oh, yeah. a decent amount. And this yep. is not something they're yeah. talking about working with computers. I'm sorry. It is with computers. It's not something they're talking about working with phones. But like if I could hold my phone up and then there's like just a little kind of widget on my Mac screen that says, hey, we notice your phone is right over there and I could drag something to it or from it. That feels really cool. And it feels like it's not that far away from what they're doing now. Yeah. I mean, airdrop is so close to that that that's just more of a UI convention than anything. Mm-hmm, it feels mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I. So, I mean, uh, you know, FaceTime and live text, I think are both wins. I think universal control is kind of a draw share play too because it's like this could be really cool or it could be shitty and stupid nobody uses any of the things that do this today like these things exist in, and nobody's as big as apple right yeah. but like yep people don't use the chrome plugins to do this like it, it's the kind of thing that you maybe do once then it's not worth it a ton of services have been, like plex has this disney plus has this like several of the streaming services have this and i don't think it's caught on for them either and again, maybe a year ago, if this had all been rolled out and working, we all would have been like, oh, finally, a time to use this thing. But, you know, a year after the U.S. at least was in the height of the pandemic, uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's some truly cool stuff. Again, technologically, the demo they showed off during the State of the Union was like you could have four people, you know, a bunch of people on a FaceTime call and then have like a shared whiteboard that anybody could write to. And like because it was just an API you could imagine some clever games like and stuff, like multiplayer experiences that could mm-hmm. that could come up there. Absolutely. But somebody's gonna have to make them. <laughs> and that's that's where I think the risk comes. And also in that category of draw, I'll put the whole focus system. Again, could be good. I think I'm just not gonna remember to use it ever. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna probably not gonna it, it feels like complicated to me to just thinking about how i would set it up and like would i get the right things and the right things like i don't know yeah i, Go I, do I, not how I like you it. knowing that i'm a do not disturb yeah. i really and it's just like you know it's another it's another thing like we sell you these distraction devices and then we bake in all these tools so that they don't distract you it's like you're you're not i mean just put it down and walk away <laughs> yeah that's the only way that's actually gonna work yeah i mean they can at least sort of like cover their ass now and be like, oh, yes, but we've given you yeah, these great right. tools for managing it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. I'm not it's sure. Fine. It's fine that they add them, but I, I probably not. I do use. like that they will categorize notifications and like essentially summarize like your notifications and stuff like that at times if they're not time sensitive. I think that's smart. They, they, notifications are just a they're just a fucking mess right now, right? Like they're just mm-hmm. you. Wait, I wake up in the morning and there's like like 50 different notifications from different apps, most of which I do not care about. 
So I don't go scroll back through them because there's no point. I, I definitely feel like I'm getting better at notifications. Like Moltz has on occasion made fun of me, I think on this very podcast and in many other places. Because <laughs> like I get certain headlines on my phone or on my watch or whatever. And I, I like... I enjoy knowing news if it's breaking news early. I hate when I get an Apple news alert that's like, <laughs> here are seven things from BuzzFeed about how to pick yes. your nose more politely. Like yeah. when those show up and I wish that was slightly easier to fine tune than it is. But I, I feel like I've gotten my notifications curious to a place where I know that it's not necessarily the healthiest life choice, but there's things I do want to know about right away. I don't have like notifications for emails because I'll get to my emails when no. I get to them, which is every five seconds. But there, are, <laughs> I, I want to know about my texts in real time and whatever. But it's, I, I think this is a good conceit. But what I like about it the most is the ability to show you that I'm in Do Not Disturb. Or I, I guess that's only going to say that I'm in focus if I use focus instead. But like I'm okay with my iMessage friends knowing that I haven't seen your text because then it makes it slightly less rude that I haven't replied. Yeah, I don't know. Am I going to just send you 20 different texts though? Like Lex, 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 why haven't you responded? (laughs) (laughs) I might, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, so those are my draw category. The lose category, I think it's a little harsh to call them loses. I think they're more like, I am not feeling good about this, but I welcome Apple implementation to change my mind. I put multitasking in there. A lot of people were talking about how great the multitasking thing is. I feel like I've been bitten twice by iPad multitasking, and it's like, all right, fine, (laughs) but you're going to have to work hard. It does look better. It was not a hard thing to improve it. It was pretty bad. I know that. And I, yeah, I mean, because it's a thing that I actively try not to use. Like every, and every time I I do use it a lot. Initiated by accident, I'm like, no, God, no, just shut the machine off. I just wish I could eliminate slide over and keep side by side. That would bring me so I much think you joy. Could, I thought you could turn off slide over. Is that not an option? Yeah. Gruber had posted about it and I was all set to write a post extolling his virtues so that he could finally get popular. But then it looks to me like <laughs> it's just one switch. You can turn it all off or none of it off. But I think that mostly multitasking is the same, plus the shelf, which I feel like I'll I don't, understand I don't, as poorly I, as I understand yeah. the current thing. Yep. But just the fact that they're exposing in UI, what they're saying is, we realize that this is too obtuse, so now we're yep. making it slightly more obvious. That feels like a step in the right direction, because more people using it will be more people not liking it that much, yeah. and maybe that's an impetus yeah. to correct it. it. It feels a little bit still like a Band-Aid, like, we're convinced this is the right system, and we just haven't found the right way to explain it to you yet, whereas I think <laughs> it's the wrong system, in my opinion. But yeah. Yeah, I guess they're going to keep trying, and maybe two, three years from now, they'll give it another go, but it's... It feels like they've there's a sunk cost thing going on here where they keep putting good money after bad, I think, to try and make this work. I, I, there's lots more to talk about, obviously, but we have a new advertiser. And if we don't talk about it soon, I'm going to I'm going to burst with excitement. Uh, we also have listener questions. And that was how Lex was those, murdered. It's really we'll sad. That. That's oh, true. Yeah, right. But this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Literati. If you've always said you wanted to read more, this summer is yours for the taking. Empower your inner reader with Literati Book Clubs, where you can read alongside the world's most inspiring authors and leaders. You can join Malala, Stephen Curry, Richard Branson, and more on their next reading adventure. Literati delivers their monthly book pick straight to your door so you can spend less time finding a good book and more time actually reading one. Whether you're enjoying beach reads with Ellen Hildebrand or exploring mythic realms with Joseph Campbell scholars, you'll find their brilliant insights on the Literati app. They also host exclusive interviews with the authors themselves where you can ask your biggest questions and get the insider answers you won't find in any other book club. Now, I will also say that when you subscribe to any of the Literati book clubs, you help support children's literacy efforts. Since 2019, they've donated more than 250,000 books to underfunded schools, women and children's care centers, and nonprofits. Has anybody on this very podcast had 
had any experience with literati. Why, Lex, I'm so delighted you ask. You know I am a well-read, well-cultured person. That's how we describe you. <laughs> sure, right. right in my face. Mm-hmm. And uh, I signed up for Susan Orlean's uh, Literati, and I've gotten a couple of books so far, including uh, Kate Atkinson's, uh, I've got it right in front of me, actually, Life After Life, uh, and a novel called Luster. Um, it just it really cool stuff. I mean, like the, the you or get, Buster or Buster. <laughs> really cool that they send you this. They send you a whole thing about like suggested like reading and like when they're going to have conversations about it. And I just was really entranced in some of this. So it's like it's not stuff that I would normally necessarily pick up at a bookstore, but I appreciate the exposure to totally different types of books. Uh, and it's it's stuff that's pretty engrossing and a lot of fun to think about and talk about. You're pretty engrossing. Reimagine what a book club can be. <laughs> Redeem your free trial at literati.com slash the rebound. Head to literati.com slash the rebound to learn more and read more with Literati. That URL one more time, L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot com slash the rebound. Our thanks to Literati for their support of the rebound and Dan Morin's reading habit. Thank you. It's, it's a voracious habit. The <laughs> other thing I want to throw in the possible lose category, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this, the Safari redesign. <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah i don't know i I'm, again I, know. <laughs> I, I'm, I feel I, like i need to use it first uh, yeah i welcome them to design. change my mind but my first yeah. blush was like change my mind change my mind, <laughs> <laughs> change my mind. dan's sitting behind a table that's right <laughs> um i will say the one the one move i did like was the changing the um i don't know what the view is but like uh in safari on the iphone when you open all your tabs <laughs> it shows them in like a grid view or something now and like that's great. I was tired of the whole. Uh, yeah, yeah, angle yeah. Thing. I think that's. I think that's, that's very an improvement. Good, actually, yeah, yeah. I, but but it's a, the fact that they keep calling them tabs and they're now buttons. <laughs> it's like on iOS, the most interesting thing to me, and I think that thing that could potentially have the most impact on how Apple thinks about iOS design is the relocation of the Safari location bar mm. to the bottom of the screen, mm. because Apple is exactly right, especially as they make tall phones that multitasks the size of that. That's where yeah. your thumb is, and putting True. the stuff that you need super far away is dumb it's just also how we think about it so if if this doesn't if the, if the ios safari redesign where most of the time the the browser chrome is out of the way uh if that kind of doesn't make people go crazy i think that'll be that that portends more ios design where key elements move to the bottom of the screen however the one on the mac i'm not going to say i hate it without having used it but i'm afraid i will hate but it I when hate i do without use it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird marvelous yeah uh i don't know i mean it, it it kind of feels like maybe they did like you know they, they redesigned a bunch of shit with big sur last year and maybe they're like oh we just didn't get to safari but like we'll get to it at one of these moments and it kind of feels like maybe it's cut slightly from the same cloth as the big sur redesign but i i just yeah i'm with you i don't know it, immediately my impression is like oh, i don't know if i like this but they you know it could just be the change aspect I don't think that much yeah. about the design of Safari these days. It's fairly minimal, so I don't mind the impulse to like slim it down and redesign it a bit, but it does look odd. Yeah. Yeah. I tab sure groups makes sense to, to me. I'm sure exactly. I'm sure I'll be basically fine with it, you know. Like I like looking at it, it does seem weird, yes, but it still works the same way for the most part. So. <laughs> no, websites load upside down now, John. It's really, they've just they've changed fine. it I'll all. Just turn, I'll just turn either myself or the laptop upside it's down. It's going to have to be you, because if it turned the laptop upside down, it knows and like rotates the display. Really right. really <laughs> I, I think that part of my, my I, I had said to you guys and maybe tweeted, it felt like this was a, a one hour 
keynote squeezed into just two short hours. <laughs> but it, it felt like they spent a whole lot of time talking about some things that like weren't that interesting. Like FaceTime got so much time in the beginning. Um, yeah, really and like did. the fact that there's spatial audio for FaceTime and like the person on the top left corner will sound a little bit top leftier than the person in the middle. Like, okay, sure. I, I don't actually think that'll help. I think if anything, that'll be slightly annoying, but whatever. But there's, I don't know. There, I, as, as listeners of this show and you guys know, I was hoping for more iMessage stuff, like yeah. the app that I use all the time every day. And it does, I, I think that the stuff that they've added there is cool. And I think the whole concept of, hey, in various apps, you'll see stuff that people have shared with you if you want. But that's great. But all I really want is more reaction and then i'll be happy so can i get that <laughs> you heard it here apple this is how this is how you please lex and i, and I really appreciate moltz's anger that apple is calling things that clearly aren't tabs tabs i think that is a classic <laughs> moltz hatred and it's like it's catching like i'm now more annoyed by it than I was now before. you're angry too yeah. yeah they're just blobs people <laughs> <laughs> so green is blobs Oh god. Yeah, I don't know. There's there are I think it's weird because a lot of the stuff that I think are good features felt like they went by quick like AirPlay to the Mac. I was like, "Oh, that's great. I think that's actually pretty handy in some cases." Or um they didn't spend a lot of time talking about shortcuts on the Mac, but I am super shortcuts on the Mac I think is my most exciting announcement possibly from the entire keynote. I I've started using shortcuts a lot on iOS. <laughs> and that's because wow. I'm not a heathen like Lex who can't figure out how to make shortcuts. <laughs> um there's an interesting sort of, I mean, technical note to this, because remember the whole argument about Catalyst and whether or not Apple was just going to start moving things over from iOS to sure. Mac using <laughs> using that. And and some people thought, yes, that's the, that's it. The Mac is slowly going away and everything's going to be iOS stuff now. But apparently uh, the shortcuts for the Mac is is basically all Swift and and um and AppKit stuff. Oh, it's not uh, Swift UI and Swift AppKit. UI. So it, it, if there if there's any catalyst in it at all, it's very very minimal. So it does seem like they're they're not actually going. It's doing that, it's a which you know yeah that that the all those different technologies have been super weird because there's like four ways to get your app on different Apple devices now, right? Like right. there's like Swift, right. there's Mac Catalyst, there's just run an iOS app on your you know M1 mm-hmm. Mac or whatever, and it's like. Okay, which which one of these do you want me to do? Please, just just tell me. <laughs> yeah. The, so Dan is most excited about shortcuts, and they just never work the way I want them to in the sense that, like, it's dumb that I have to create my own shortcuts. I, w- I wish I lived in the future where the Mac could be like, hey, I notice you do these things a lot. Here's the shortcut that I suggest for you. Like, that's what I really want. But the thing that I actually think could affect my day-to-day Mac use the most, and probably iOS use as well, is this... Uh, is, is quick note is that what they call it yeah quick note mm-hmm. because i have used various third-party apps most frequently yojimbo um to be able oh, to yeah. just make notes yeah. from anywhere at any point and really at this point there's two apps that i type text in besides i do use word and google sheets for or google docs for work sometimes but like on stuff that i need for me it's either bb edit or notes and i will never stop loving bb edit and bb edit just always saves everything you don't actually i mean i, I have too many documents named untitled yep. 762 in bb edit but still it's all there notes saves everything and like gives a little helpful little automatic title whatever and if I can start doing notes from anywhere at any time and it can automatically have the context of what I'm in, like that seems like a thing that could be very compelling for the way I use computers to try to get my brain onto them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited by that. That's good. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's something I'm using that. There's been like always that ability to do like, was it then they have a feature where you could tap the pencil on the iPad and yep. like it would create a note? Mm-hmm. I never used that. I thought it was clever. I never used it. Is there a shortcut yeah, to do it without yeah. a pencil on iOS? I don't, not without going to like the control center or something. I don't think. 
yeah. yeah. I no, that's cool. I like that. I the other things that I saw that were kind of exciting, like Multz mentioned the privacy stuff, and I think the like it's not super flashy, but the iCloud private relay thing is very yeah. cool. The way that it's designed right. is very clever. The blocking the track tracking pixel thing on emails is going to drive a lot of email marketers crazy, but I think it's Which, good. Yeah, makes me happy. When I saw that, I was like, hey. <laughs> the one thing i wonder about a little bit is so i watched the wwc session about icloud private relay and it's got essentially like two parts right like it's apple runs one proxy server and then a one of its partners runs the separate proxy server and one of them knows your ip address and one of them knows the site that you want to go to but nobody knows all the information however we just saw this morning Except god we just saw this morning that that whole like fastly the company which runs cdns they screwed something <laughs> right. up and That's broke like true. a quarter of the internet and so i'm like if everything runs through apple's server and it goes down is everybody just fucked like is nothing gonna work because well, that so seems can you bad. turn it off yeah that's, you that's can what I was turn it off but you have to know yeah. that that's what's happening yeah true. but like i i'm i'm uh, listen i think <laughs> yeah, that's a reasonable you can't get thing. anywhere how would you know <laughs> i think it's a reasonable thing to be concerned about but i like it happens so rarely when yeah, you think about no, how much totally the internet is on like five servers yeah, or, or right. you know run by five companies because my own company was affected by fastly as was like amazon and target and cnn and the new york times like it was everybody and i don't know it's it becomes such a big story because it doesn't happen all that often it's a little bit scary with apple because i i mean i you have to assume that apple has to deal with tons of bandwidth all the time from all the different devices out yeah, there and iCloud sure. and music, but like and there's redundancies like and everybody's stuff like that. Webbed. What I want to know is, and that nobody, I haven't seen Apple talk about publicly yet is what does it do to the, the speed of browsing? Like, it seems like you know, there's two more hops on every website I want to visit. And like, I'm paying all this money, especially molts for gigabit internet. I don't have gigabit internet, but like, if, if so I, won't, I won't know i won't notice it won't affect me. is it slower i don't i don't think it I'm would through those probably call i mean given that one of them i think is probably a cdn like that stuff so fast i don't think that you're going to notice it i think there are way more links in the chain that are going to be more of an issue than the ones run by apple and like a giant cdn so maybe but yeah. i don't know if it's detectable I, I i think people will run tests the speed the speed of loading a website is all javascript <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what slows down a website. It's not it's not like <laughs> checking the URL. And and I know that this feature is built in to Gmail too, sort of. But that hide my email thing for iCloud Plus, I'm I'm here for that. I never used it. I never got into the habit of using that for Gmail. Where it's like, I know Lex, you do the thing where like you create different emails for a bunch of different services and uses. I don't even create them. Right, I just like use them. Just any any time I sign up for services, like that service at three minutes on it. But I don't have to create anything. It just goes to my casual. Right, right. I mean, I just like the idea of this, and I'm curious to see how integrated it is, but it seems like... You create them in your mind. This one will yeah. even just generate them for you, and it's like, great, I don't even need to think about that. <laughs> like, I don't even need to remember my name and what service I'm signing up for. This is great. Do we want to have, talk about how stupid it is that uh, iCloud Plus is now just... I, that iCloud is just now iCloud Plus? Well, it's not. <laughs> if you don't pay anything, it's just iCloud I guess still. So. <laughs> I guess so, but... <laughs> You got to give it some so, money for the plus. That's the deal. Right. Yeah, you give it some money, we give you a plus. They're putting a name to paid iCloud, but yeah, it's yeah, I, right. I, when I they started talking about it. Sense. I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but I had this anxiety of like, are they seriously now going to start charging more for iCloud? Like, I just did whatever the Apple One thing is like. And when they said, if you're paying for iCloud, you already have it. Like, great. But if they were like, now pay us even more, it's like, get the fuck out. And I still they. 
Dan, I didn't know until I saw Dan write about this on Six Colors. See how I'm subtly hinting that I read Dan's mm-hmm. writing. But sure. uh, Apple now has a thing apparently where they'll temporarily loan you some extra iCloud storage if you have a new yeah. iOS device to set up and you want to move They would gladly loan you storage today. <laughs> but <laughs> you upgrading to. It, it blows my mind that at this point, with all the things that Apple is doing, that they still haven't said, let's up the default <laughs> iCloud storage. Yeah. Yeah. And there's got to be a reason now. And I can't figure out what the hell it is. It doesn't make sense to me. It's crazy. I, I, I think, well, it may also just be that, you know, like even if they give you more space, you could fill it up with other crap. You know, it, it's, you still might not have enough room. We're to not going to give it to you because you won't use it responsibly is what Walt is saying. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you think, slobs. Honestly, I think the answer is maybe they just... There have been cases where like other companies like Google and Amazon have both dialed back the amount of stores they make available. And maybe it's just the limit, the amount of stuff that people use is higher than they anticipated and the cost is not as negligible as they'd hoped. I don't know. That's the only conclusion I have, right? If it were, <laughs> if it were cheap or it free, like, they would do it. Yeah. I think, I think it's, well, I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> it seems they're making money, right? That, that's that step making, one. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. They continue to sell devices. They continue to be happy with their numbers. And so why would they change it? <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the simple answer. I don't, I don't like it yeah. any more than you guys do, but I think that's right. the, the, you know, Occam's razor on this one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What do you make of the fact that iCloud plus Apple private relay, <laughs> that's almost a, that private relay is at least at launch limited to Safari. I was surprised by that. I thought that it would be system-wide or not system-wide. Well, so here's or, the thing. Or, or, yeah. I, 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 watched the, I watched the session on this and I think it makes sense. It does cover some app traffic, but the, I think it's specifically app traffic that's not running over HTTPS. And I think the answer is in most right. cases, most stuff that you're using like most apps are talking to generally their own services so yeah, is there an advantage to that to process in the middle of some of that stuff I, yeah. i'm not sure there's an advantage for it either right if i'm using i don't know yelp or lyft or something like that i'm not going to some random website i'm going to it's talking to yelp servers it's talking to lyft servers right they already have all that information there's only so much you can do to sort of intermediate that process the real losers here are the other browsers on iOS who don't get any of that shit. So if you're a Chrome or a Firefox on iOS user, yeah, you're out of luck, man. That's just not... Um, Microsoft's, uh, Microsoft's parental controls don't even work in other browsers. It, it's, it's surprising just because it's um, all those other browsers are still using WebKit, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 maybe they can implement it. I guess it's possible, but I don't know how that works. I'm I'm not sure. The other question yeah. is whether devices, if you do some f- like content filtering that's not on device, in some cases it sounds like that may not work because the stuff's already encrypted before it gets to wherever your filtering is. Yeah, but it does not filter stuff on the local network. So if your stuff is built into your router, maybe it's okay. I don't really know because Eero does some of this content filtering stuff. I don't know how yeah. that works in this case. Yeah, yeah, and it's it. I it's interesting to me that Apple. Has not yet, I'm guessing for antitrust reasons, but I don't know, has not yet stepped in the weeds of doing stuff like Eero does, right? Because Eero, I have the Eero paid plan where it it blocks a whole lot of display heads on the internet. <laughs> Sometimes, like every website I go to that has one of those things like, hey, we have to disable your ad blocker. I'm like, I literally can't. I'd have to update the settings <laughs> on my router. I'm not going to do that for you. And Apple has never done that level of thing. But this, it, they certainly could at any point. And uh, yeah. I, I think iCloud Plus and, and the private relay thing is interesting. I have to imagine it's going to at least expand to more Apple apps over time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so much yeah. other stuff is encrypted too, right? On the Apple side, where it's like you know, email connections are encrypted. You know, most most Safari or most web connections are encrypted. I guess maybe they just sort of like felt like that was the biggest vulnerable attack surface or privacy risk. Yeah. So yeah. And are you guys going to buy any of those new MacBook Pros they announced? Yeah. Oh yeah, four. <laughs> We were so right about that. I read all about them getting announced, so I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever understand. It really tuned out before the last 10 minutes of that conference. Huh? <laughs> they, they didn't say anything about tvOS, but Dan, you found uh, an upcoming feature for tvOS. Yeah, you can log in with your uh, iOS device now. Um, basically, you click, you know, like sign in with my Apple device in whatever app, yeah. assuming they implement it, and then you Thank authenticate God. on the phone. So that's right. better. It still does. I was talking to our yeah. You don't have pal. to go to the you don't have to go to the remote, right? Yeah, I was talking to our pal Joe Rosenstiel about this because he's very critical of TVOS stuff, and he's not wrong. And his point was like, you already got Keychain. Why can't you just? Why can't the TVOS do this re- instead of having to go to your phone? And I was like, it's a fair point. Uh, I assume in this case, if you're downloading, installing a new app, they want to make sure that you authenticate well, and you aren't just filling it out. Yeah, but, exactly. But yeah, as, as someone with a kid, a kid who would buy like, you know, t- 10 million coins of something if, if he had easy that, access to, that my, said, to my credentials. There is a permission on the Apple TV where you can say, never ask me about another purchase ever. So the kind of, right. you know, <laughs> they already yeah. have that weakness. So is that really yep. an issue? I don't know. But you still, you still, you, you that's a thing you can turn on and off. I mean, you know, if you live in a house by yourself, yeah sure turn it off right. but if sure. you have other people in the house yeah i'm sure you if you have kids too who are like i want to yeah. download an r-rated app and and just use my login i think there right. there are good reasons for it i think that joe's point also is well taken that when you're setting up a new apple tv and you have to download all your apps on it and it makes you re-log into stuff it should know better how to do that yes. right like it, yeah. again it has yeah. all that information you should just right. have to tell it once like yeah fine give to use all my passwords <laughs> Right. As you guys know, I'm not an Apple TV person, but what? What? This is this is useful. <laughs> what you're describing, many of these things are are useful features that I sometimes see in some of the competitive apps too, where they just like and not even getting to have all advantages of the Apple ecosystem, right? But just like your Fire TV or your, your Roku is like, hey, you can either type in annoying stuff here or just open this app on your phone and we'll figure it out. I love one that like Disney Plus did that on the Fire TV, where. It was like, hey, you can go here and get a code and whatever, or just open up the Disney Plus app on your phone right now. And then it was just yeah, so, so the Fantastic. so the Apple TV app does says that. And when I set up my most you know recent Apple TV, it did not work at all. Going going <laughs> into the app on either my phone or my iPad I did absolutely nothing. Oh, I, as long as we're on the Apple TV subject for one second, I do have to note I was very dis- I was very sad to discover that my Apple TV is too old to use the HomePod stereo pair as speakers. And then yeah. I would need to upgrade to a TV 4K one. I'm like, oh, that that hurts. I don't want to do that. I'm putting it off for now. We'll talk about that some other week. If you do, get the one with the bigger storage. No, I will not. <laughs> if the, uh, I, I did not do that the last time. Um, if if the bigger one, if if the the need to get a new Apple TV Dan kills you, at least with the digital legacy program, you can grant us the ability to go through your personal information on your iOS device. Definitely not doing that. Definitely not giving you that power. <laughs> oh, come on. No. Mm-mm. I feel I like I've it. I <laughs> might make you my recovery buddies, because I feel like... <laughs> recovery buddies. Recovery buddies for life. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought about this way. That's how you know a relationship is serious, is when you're willing to let <laughs> No, I mean, I would buddy. definitely make my wife, like, my primary recovery buddy, obviously. Oh, you make her? Good, wow. Good, good call. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... What, I can imagine a contingency where I would need someone who is, you know, maybe not in the same place as me or something. I don't know. Yeah. You need an offsite backup yeah. is all I'm saying. 
That's what they tell you. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, you guys fight it out to decide which one of you will be mine. <laughs> as long as we're talking about security, I do want to note I, the other thing that came up, and I think we were talking about maybe at some point, was that the uh, iOS will now be able to generate and autofill two-factor codes, which... I oh, can't, yeah. that is a that is a hallelujah right there because That's I cool. like Authy. Yeah. Authy is great, but it was it I was yeah. just complaining I think like two you weeks were. ago about that. Yeah. And they have now fixed it, which is That's great. what we do. That's what we do on this yeah. show. Complain about I'm excited things. for that. I'm excited about uh, that. Really quick, we'll, we'll let's plow through a couple of listener questions if you guys don't mind. These are Rebound Prime sure. listeners. Jack, who clearly at some point went to prime.reboundcast.com and signed up for Rebound Prime, asks, "How can we trust the Apple App Store when they list Veely, that's V E E L Y, as a five-star rated app, but show four reviews, three of which give it one star and one that gives it two? Um, <laughs> we can't. Uh, don't trust any reviews. My yep. guess is that um, it's like a a caching yeah. thing or international thing. Like you're seeing U.S. reviews visibly, but it's international. But also, also you can you can review just by hitting." a star right and i didn't know if that's what he meant doing or a star selection right, without right. without writing a review so you even if the the written reviews are written by people who hate the app there may possibly be people <laughs> who love the app who are just hitting star and going about their lives i did complain to john and dan that i'm teaching my my youngest how to play poker and we were using the apple hold'em app the one that left the app store for a long time and then came back in a glorious revival. hold'em or fold'em that's the one and it uh busted it it prompted me to review the app you know with the apple built-in review thing it prompted me six times in fewer than three days it was very exciting oh wait i I thought that was against the rules i thought if you told it twice it had to never do it again it i can tell you it came up over and over again and i kept saying no i can i can tell you that there are apps that do that do not follow that rule Uh wow but apple's own app that's pretty bad yeah uh yeah. great app though also the app is rated 17 and up which blew my mind like i had a double confirm that i was willing to give lean permission to download it with my parental stuff as i recall <laughs> that was a thing even going back to the early days because they considered gambling like a yeah like an mm-hmm. adult thing basically as do i but they they had they had a texas hold'em app on the ipod oh yeah but yeah. only adults could have ipods <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they enforced that at point of phil, phil schiller phil schiller was considered adult content that's right and greg joswiak too yeah I liked Phil Schiller up until recently. He knows what he did. Mahir. <laughs> he unfollowed Casey. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> Have you ever made something from scratch rather than use existing solutions just because you wanted to do it your way? Similar to how people who can code eventually want to roll their own CMS. Many, many times. Um, yes. Especially like... with my own CMS. Um, I did it for Macworld. Macworld literally paid me when I was a full-time writer there to also do coding for them because they wanted to use bug tracking. I think it was Bugzilla. They wanted to use bug tracking software to handle article assignments. I was like, no, this is unacceptable to me. Can I please build us a tool for article assignments instead? I guess I was a freelancer at the time. But they were like, yes, you can do that. And then they bought it from me. It was very exciting. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Also, sometimes I make cakes, even though you can buy cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, does that count? I guess. Yeah. Why do you think I wrote a book? Because <laughs> he hates all the other books. I hate all the other books. None of them did it right. Except for Except the, the literati ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, E-Man says, like waiting for a late professor in college, what's the appropriate amount of time I should wait for the one more thing from the WWDC keynote where they announced the new MacBook mm. Pro? So I've had a lot of people Not ask me late. after there weren't any announced. Uh, this was after the keynote that he submitted that question. But I had a lot of people ask me after the event where there weren't MacBook Pros, should I buy one now? <laughs> and oh. my feeling is I would I would only buy an M1 Mac if I were buying a Mac now. And yep. if Apple didn't announce new MacBook mm. Pros at this event, they don't intend to do so for at least months. It would be yeah. very weird to like not yeah. say it to all those developers and then release them two months from now. Like That would be crazy to me. 
Yeah, there, there's a very small window in which it was like, well, it's too early to talk about it because it's delayed, you know, just far enough out that if we announce it now and the pre-orders don't go up for like a month, like people will forget and we'll have to have the whole thing. Like there's a small window in which I could see them doing it in like a month or two, but I agree. It's not weeks, it's months. Yeah. I had a friend who just started a new job at a tech company and he's like, oh yeah, it's a Mac only shop. Uh, and he used to work at Microsoft yeah. and he's like, so this is what they're, you know, this is, uh, is this a good MacBook Pro? And he sent me the spec list. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it's fine. But like, if you can wait a week, at least I would just see if there's anything at WWC. He's like, no, this is the machine they told me they're buying me. I was like, well, in that case, sure. I wouldn't buy an Intel <laughs> MacBook Pro personally if you could hold out. But if you need it for work and that's what they're buying you, then I guess that's what they're buying you. Yeah. And it seems like the, like the, all the back to school stuff, they need to get that stuff out soon i mean like you can't do it in september obviously right yeah i so i don't think that they will announce a macbook pro update between now and september but i could be wrong yeah it doesn't yeah i mean and that's not particularly the, the, the a, supply um, chain stuff is all the, messed up right not, now yeah so right yeah right you're kind of messed up right now I, it's true you're kind of messed up right now i'm kind of messed up right now guys 